Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 27-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, The the Four-Hour School Day, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. I'd love for you to check those out. Um, You can find those on Amazon. You can also find them at my website. Um, We're really thankful that you're here today. We're going to be talking about weaving Christmas and worship into homeschooling. But before I dive into that, I want to remind you that I have um, a mentoring course. It's called the Unhurried Homeschooler Mentoring Course. And I will leave a um, link in the show notes for you to go there and check it out. And uh, it's just a place where Uh, I kind of share with you what it looked like uh, to take an unhurried approach to homeschooling with our kids, and it's based on um, the books that I've written, and so uh, I would encourage you to go check that out. Uh, Today, I have Sarah back with me. She has been with me for a couple of episodes over the last several weeks. We talked about simple gift-giving ideas for Christmas. We talked about should we homeschool over the holidays, and uh, like I mentioned before, today we're going to be talking about weaving Christmas and worship into homeschooling. Now, I I chose these topics because I asked moms, what would you want us to talk about? What would you want me to talk about on the podcast uh, regarding the holidays? And these were uh, some of the um, some of the answers that I got. I, several of you asked for these things. And so that's why we're doing these episodes today. But I love having other people on the podcast with me. And of course, I love having my friend, Sarah. <laughs> we have, uh, we have uh, basically homeschooled our kids alongside of each other. Our kids are good friends, and they're uh, all adults now. Um, we have lots of great years uh, to reflect on um, in our in our friendship and in our kids' friendship. And so, uh, Sarah has three kids, and her husband is a uh, retired uh, law enforcement officer. Um, and we just love their family. So, Sarah, thank you for being here today. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Yeah. So today, um, I think what moms are asking when they talk about weaving Christmas and worship into homeschooling, it, it's, it kind of um, overlaps with the topic, should I homeschool over the holidays? And we covered some of that in in that uh, in that episode in, in by basically talking about how kids are always learning. Um, we're just mm-hmm. changing. For us, we just change the activities. Right. And, um, you know, we uh, and, and of course for our families that would automatically in, include uh, weaving worship and Christmas. You know, it's just it's all become sort of like the same thing yeah. as we're walking through those uh, those weeks through the holidays. But I'd love for you to share a couple of ideas that you have when it comes to weaving Christmas and worship into homeschooling. Mm. So we are big fans of Advent studies and Advent activities. We've done lots of those over the years. Um, and, you know, I think anything that can provide a sense of, um, pause, I guess would be the word Mm -hmm. for your family Mm -hmm. this time of Mm -hmm. year. Um, back in the simple gift giving episode, we talked some about, you know, just sort of the, the chaos that can be created with all of the, you know, gift purchasing and, you know, planning and, you know, plus then you throw in visiting family or traveling or all the things and it, it mm-hmm, just becomes really mm-hmm. sort of um, chaotic. <clears throat> and I think that's, you know, all through scripture, we see so clearly this pattern, this rhythm of, you know, we work and then we rest and then we work and then mm-hmm. we rest. And um, mm-hmm. especially in this season where, you know, we're, we're celebrating the advent, the waiting 
for, mm-hmm. you know, for Christ's uh, birth 2,000 years ago. <clears throat> right. But it also, for me, more as I get older, um, it also is just so connected to just an, a heart attitude of Advent of his second coming, right? And that starts mm-hmm. to weave together mm-hmm. so tightly um, just as you watch your kids getting older and growing up. And I don't know, it's just you try not to get too existential here, but, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just the reality of life cycles and, you know, um, we're just ever marching right. closer to that to that mm-hmm. event. So I I love incorporating things into our holiday time, our Christmas time that can really recenter um, our focus on, um, I think, kind of this attitude of, of rest and anticipation, um, which mm-hmm. is really, mm-hmm. I think if you dig deeply enough, that's really kind of what Advent is, right? It's waiting expectantly. Right, so, um, right. So I love that. I, you know, there's tons, you know, of materials out there, free, paid, you name it. Um, mm-hmm. Would you be willing <clears throat> to share um, in the in the show notes some of your your favorites that you've had? We'll share those with the moms. In oh, the show sure. Notes. Yeah, yeah. I'll be sure okay. to I get That'd you those. That'd be great. And um, but I also think this. Um, we kind of had a fun family tradition when I was growing up. My mom had um, a nativity set that was um, uh, little ceramic figurines, right, with all the manger mm-hmm. scene and ex- assorted extras, right. and. Um, years ago, I actually found a ceramics shop, one of those where you can go in and buy the unfinished little people, right? right. Or figurines, mm-hmm. whatever. And they had the same exact set. So wow. it was so cool. So I bought my own and painted them all just like my mom did when I was little. I remember her doing that. And um, mm. and then because my mom, you know, of course, we're all grown up and she's downsizing things. So she gave me a bunch of their extra figurines. She just kept the main pieces. Um, right, right. And so we now have like... I mean, it's a it's a village <laughs> of, right? of Christmas, oh, gosh. Uh, you know, crush figures. And so um, for years when our kids were small, I would hide uh, like three of them each morning. And so the kids would mm-hmm. wake up starting, you know, for Advent, so the four weeks before mm-hmm. Christmas every day. This is how many we had. I could hide three of them a day <laughs> for four weeks. <laughs> oh, my We have goodness. animals. We have shepherds. Wow. We have... <laughs> All kinds oh of things. Oh my goodness! And um, that's hilarious. But it's that again. You know, every morning that was a fresh opportunity. You know, as the kids come up and you know they're excited to find the figurines, but mm-hmm. it creates an opportunity for conversation, for time right. together around you know the manger, literally, as we're placing them. Mm-hmm. You know, and arranging mm-hmm. them. And oh no, you can't put the lamb next to the anyway. So, right. um, yeah, I think just those creating those little pockets of time with your people um, that allow you those conversations. Right. I think what you're saying is you're, it's, these are invitations into conversation and, um, and remembering. I think that's so important because as we're celebrating Christmas, what we're doing is we're remembering. This is something that kind of anchors us at the end of the year. This happens every year. It happens universally, which is really quite astounding. Um, when you think about it, um, and how, uh, it's just, it's a time to reflect. And this is the thing that we, uh, if we look at the Old Testament, we see the Israelites, um, one of their greatest issues that they had along the way that got them in trouble so many times is they would, they didn't stop to remember. Right. 
And right. God was constantly calling them to remember to build these altars at yep. these places yep. um, to remember what where how He had met them. Right. And so, um, it really is a great time of the year to 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 be reflecting, yeah. reflect over yeah. the year before and the ways that God met you. Maybe you had some really. Um, you know, maybe some crisis moments mm-hmm. throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And I think stopping and just thinking back over those and how God was so faithful and actually talking about that yeah. with yeah. your kids. Um, well, the scripture actually says, build this, at least on the Jordan River, build this so that mm-hmm. when your children ask you, Right. You can tell right. them. That's the purpose. Yes. Because yes. what we're doing is we're passing our faith on to the next generation. Right. And so this is something that we as believers, we do throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but at Christmas time, I feel like it's magnified. Yeah. You know, yeah. like what we do as a family, who we are as a family is actually magnified at Christmas. Now, if 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 what we are as a family isn't good— it's magnified at Christmas. You know, you've right? noticed that. Like right. that's when that's when those terrible confrontations happen right. in in families where they can kind of keep it under wraps mm-hmm. for, you know, kind of throughout the year, but somehow at Christmas it ends up blowing up, you know, right. kind of thing. And but the opposite is also true. If as we're being faithful throughout the year as believers um to remember to continue to pass our faith on to our kids, we have multiple opportunities throughout the holiday season to do that in an even bigger way. Yeah. And um, I think that's something to just sort of think about and reflect on and, and ask yourself and the Lord, mm-hmm. like, how mm-hmm. how how can we do that this year in a way that's meaningful yeah. um, for where we are right now yeah. in this particular season? And I do think that is something to consider as we're considering these things. Where are you? Like, where are you in your... Um, you know, your, your, your family life, you know, for us, uh, every Christmas has looked, you know, we've had traditions and all of that and we've tried to keep to them, but there are years that it was, it was a challenge Mm -hmm. and we had to kind of drop some of them because, because there was a crisis going on. You know, there, there was one year we had, you know, Silas had had open heart surgery at, you know, three days old in September. He didn't come home until November. And so, you know, we need to give ourselves margin. Yeah. If if that's where we're at, or we've got lots of little kids, um, just you know, keep things simple. I, I think there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, that could be such a huge blessing and make for some really great memories when we give ourselves margin to sort of let the Lord unfold mm-hmm. things. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we can go into the holidays sort of tight-fisted with expectations. Yeah, rigid. Instead, mm-hmm. yes, rigid instead of, you know, open hands, right. open hearts, leave room for the Lord to cause things to unfold in a way that only he can. And so I think there's a balance there yeah. of being intentional but then also, you know, resting in him. Yeah. So yeah, very true. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I love the Advent studies. I think that's a great, a great thing. And and I uh, have mentioned this before. We did a countdown to Christmas. That that book is wonderful mm-hmm. for, you know, just having uh something sort of there every day that you can sort of um can sort of lead you through through that season because sometimes you know I I'm not super creative so I'm not I know there are moms out there who are like oh yeah I came up with all of our Advent readings <laughs> and activities and I'm like 
I bought a book. Yes. And we're going to read the story and we might do the activity. Right. If it's a craft, I think I can handle. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's a great book because it's it's historical. There's a lot of great history there. Yeah. And, um, but also just some fun fun activities to do that are really simple with the kids. So those there's lots, there's just like so many different ways you can do this. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll include those, some of those Advent studies in the show notes. Yeah. And I think um, I think serve, have, finding ways to serve in your community um, yes. is huge, yes. right? And whether that's, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. like find your nearest, um, you know, Samaritan's Purse Christmas child Christmas boxes. Right. Find your nearest right. Operation Christmas yep. child. And, mm-hmm, you know, that's mm-hmm. a great way to help your kids, you know, reorient their attention from themselves yes. to others. Right. Right. Um, right. Right. We we kind of get sometimes get upset because the holidays bring out the selfish right. in our children. Right. And yet I think we need to recognize um, and some people want to just like nix it because, right. oh, gosh, my kids become little hellions. Right. Well, <laughs> it's really actually an opportunity yeah. to because if if that wasn't there already, um, mm-hmm. it wouldn't come out. So mm-hmm. we, our kids have a sinful nature, yes, and they have character issues that right. need to be worked on. Right. And so a lot of times the holidays are the time when those come to the surface. And I think we need to recognize that as not an obstacle, but an opportunity. An opportunity. Yeah, um, yeah. To so and to redirect, like you were saying, redirect towards mm-hmm. service, redirect towards uh, a giving spirit mm-hmm. versus a mm-hmm. selfish mm-hmm. one. Um, and that's a great way to do that. I know uh, when it wasn't quite so difficult to go into a retirement home or a nursing home facility, we would go in with gifts and um, sing songs. Mm-hmm. And they just, oh, mm-hmm. they just loved having the kids there singing them Christmas songs. It made them so, so happy. Yeah. yeah. So that's another potential thing. Um, yeah, we would, we would gather with friends and we would go mm-hmm. through the retirement home and we would just go up and down mm-hmm. the hallways and carol. Right. Just like people used right. to do, you know, right. house to house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We actually did that a couple of years ago. We just printed up some basic Christmas songs yep. that everybody knows. Yep. And we went out caroling and um, people were initially shocked. Right. Because people just don't do this anymore. But it was... But once the shock sort of passed, right. they were just, del- they were absolutely delighted. In fact, I'll never forget, there was a neighbor and his wife who were standing in the door. They had a beautiful brick home and little, little candles in the windows. And mm. they just stood in the door and it was cold. And they just stood there and just listened and just seemed to just be almost take taken back in time yeah. kind of thing. yeah. Well, fast forward, um, he lost his wife that year. And so just to know that we were able to add something special to their last Christmas together, and we didn't know it at the time, uh, was just such a special, special thing um, to be able to be part of that. So there's just very simple, inexpensive ways that we can... Um, we can teach our kids to give, to contribute, um, and mm-hmm. to and to think outwardly. You know, we used to make um, goodies for all of our neighbors, and yeah. we would put them in little tins and um, and distribute them uh, for the mailman. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. you know 
whoever came to our house regularly and then all of our closest neighbors, which <laughs> they yep. weren't that close because no. we lived right. out in the country. <laughs> right. but, <laughs> Same. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah. So those are just some, some great ideas. Um, do you have any other, uh, other thoughts on? Well, I think also this time of year is there's so many stunning like musical concerts and they're Mm -hmm. usually held Mm -hmm. in beautiful cathedrals that you often don't necessarily have access to other times of the year. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I mean, if you've never heard Christmas carols from a bell choir, you got at least oh, once in yes. your life. I mean, you, at least you know, once. Yes, it's beautiful. So look those oh, up yeah. because they'll start putting those, you know, on their church calendars here pretty quickly. And some of them sell tickets. Some of them, it's really just like you know, um, you know, first come, first, 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 first serve. serve. And once the yeah. space is full, that's it. But um, right, right. Some people, yeah. some churches put on dinner theaters, like Christmas dinner True. theaters. Yep. Um, uh, I recently saw an ad for um, it was a. Uh, a local city here about a half hour away and it was basically a, a symphony mm-hmm. playing Christmas music but there were 2,000 lights included in, in in just in that room in the atmosphere. Oh, I was just like, oh my goodness, how beautiful would that yeah. be? Um, and then typically you've got even local, little local theaters will be doing the Nutcracker mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are really fun, fun to attend as and well. And what a great opportunity um, if, you know, I just think of how many how many community things or performance things or act, different activities that we would just randomly take part in, and it would ignite some incredible interest or passion for one of our kids. Absolutely. And so, what an yes. opportunity yes. again if you you know are concerned about not homeschooling over the holidays. <laughs> maybe right, maybe that's right. what you're doing. Maybe you're awakening exactly. something that is you know going to be you know a passion for one of your kids. Exactly. You just, you totally nailed it. So um, we're going to wrap up this episode by talking about uh, the Santa issue. Okay. So we know that can be a hot topic, just like Halloween. I addressed that Mm -hmm. as well. And uh, um, so let's talk about the Santa issue. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on, on that whole, what's your perspective on that? Sure. Yeah. So briefly, um, I think, I mean, we, so as a family, we decided early on um, that, um, we just, we didn't want to set up a, you know, imaginary figure as reality for mm-hmm. our children. Mm-hmm. We just thought there was a lot of potential pitfalls that outweighed the benefits. So, right. Um, but in that, you know, I also kind of, you know, had sort of a bitter taste in my mouth for people that I had known growing up who were really kind of ugly about, you know, families who chose to participate or if you didn't, whatever. So it turns into this comparison game, right? So right. I tried to kind of find a, a middle ground in we spent a good you know chunk of time every year acknowledging, studying, reading, watching things, learning stuff about the historical stories that led to, mm-hmm. um, you know, this character that we now refer to as Santa Claus so that my kids had some acknowledgement and some awareness of, you know, where that all came from, but also could, you know, recognize that, um, you know, he was maybe just a historical figure. And then we kind of advanced him to this heroic sort of status. Um, right, right. And so some moms don't really know um, that background a little bit. So I, I pulled something up to kind of just briefly explain. Oh, yeah. 
Um, St. Nicholas was a, was a Christian bishop who provided for the poor and sick, and he's really the basis for the popular character of Santa Claus. So he was a Christian bishop who helped the needy, and then after his death, the legend, like you were saying, of his mm-hmm. gift-giving grew. Right. Um, St. Nicholas transformed into the legendary character called Santa Claus, who brings Christmas presents to children all over the world. And so um, that was just on a little uh, biography.com So that's just kind of a brief background. But then there were other versions of that uh, with other people. Is that true? Well, sure, yeah. And then it also kind of got married along the way with the German tradition of Father Christmas and the Chris Chris Kringle, which was kind of a separate thing. But then they kind of got pushed together. Right, right. And and I think that— I think it was was it the German or was it the Dutch? I think they both did this the same thing. Could be um, in terms of they celebrated a feast. Uh, the Dutch celebrated the uh, feast of the feast day of Saint Nicholas. Oh yes, um, mm-hmm. it, and it was a common practice for the children to put out their shoes the night before, yes. and in the morning they would discover the gifts that Saint Nick had left there for them, right. and then they brought that legend with them when they came to the new world to America. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah. So it's just I think there's been, like you said, some other um stories mm-hmm. sort of married mm-hmm. to that original uh Saint Nicholas. And I, I mean I you know, I, I guess I feel like um it's a harmless tradition in terms of um in terms of just he was a, you know, he basically, if you if you look at the history, like you said, you you explained the history mm-hmm. to the kids, so they had a knowledge of where does this legend come from, right? So they, I think it balances out the, you know, the more consumeristic yes. Santa Claus yes. that we are familiar yes. with um, yeah. in our own culture. That there's actually some strong, solid, actually Christian roots mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that it's it's what we, one of the things that is important to remember is just that he represented something. He represented mm-hmm. what was good and right. Um, he loved children. Right. These are Christ-like qualities, yeah. you know? And so they, they they weren't just ideas and thoughts, but there was actually a, a, a something tangible, an actual person right. associated with those ideas and thoughts. And um, and I think that's a, that's a, that can be a beautiful reflection of Christ. Yeah. And I think that when we're not making Santa front and center, right. but including him as part of the picture, uh, I, I we personally didn't find, have a problem with that. Right. Yeah, we, and we I, just chose to yeah. draw the line. I mean, our children, and maybe this was different for you, but in our family, our children didn't get gifts from Santa. To, right. To us, right. for us, that was that was a line. You know, that yes, feels like yes. inviting an imaginary friend into our family. <laughs> And, you know, so, you know, but, and actually I've known um, some people, especially if you've lived abroad, like in Europe and especially Germany, I believe, maybe Austria, um, that they actually celebrate St. Nicholas Day on December 6th. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's it's a separate holiday. Uh And so I've known some people, Uh they choose to do that on December 6th with their kids. And then it's almost like you can sort of, you know, sort of mentally kind of pack that up. And then right, and, and move on. Right now, we can move on to you know what what Christmas represents. Um, right, and so that's a just an option. 
I, I love that. I think that's great. One of the things that we did that was kind of fun, and I don't even know how or why we started it, but the kids would actually put out cookies and milk. Oh, sure. And the big joke was, you know, Daryl would literally have to get up in the middle of the night, right, to go eat, to deal with these cookies and milk. Um, but never, ever, ever, even to this day, will we admit that it was him. It's like the tooth like, fairy. It's just this— It's absolutely like this big joke. Right. And the kids tried. Oh, they tried so hard. And that's what made it almost like a competition, you know, like we're going to, we're going to find this out. The boys would sleep under their, the kids would sleep under the Christmas tree. That was one of their traditions. Sleep under the Christmas tree in their sleeping bags. Try to keep their eyes pried open long enough to catch him at it. And no one ever caught him. Which is so smart. Because then then your kids aren't up at 4 a.m. to open presents. That's really brilliant thinking, actually. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and the other thing that they loved to do was to jump on the bed um, okay. like first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, guess what? Even if I have adult children staying here <laughs> at night, even if they don't, like we have one that lives next door in a tiny house and he will come over and jump <laughs> on our bed at six o'clock in the morning. But I should probably save that for the tr- our family traditions. traditions uh, yeah, from episode, that, but, but of all of your children, that is the one I can picture doing that. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Absolutely. He has a child of his own. I don't know if he's going to bring his kid this time. Probably. Probably. <laughs> he's going to be about six months old. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that'll oh, be a hoot. Great. So it's great. a little painful sometimes right. because they are rather, they're much larger than they used to be. Yes. But, and when you get to the age where getting, getting out of bed takes a few stages. <laughs> Exactly. It's different. Exactly. It's different. It's different. It's oh, different. That's so but yeah, so that's kind of how we we handled the Santa thing. Yeah. I remember at one point, you know, the younger the younger kids found, you know, way earlier. Right. You know, Figured their siblings out. were mm-hmm. like, you know, there's no Santa Claus, right? <laughs> right. You know. So I remember uh, one of our, our our youngest daughter, Johanna. She I remember she just asked me. She said, "Mom, could I please just believe in Santa for a little while longer?" <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, absolutely, you know, because obviously yeah. she knows right. it's not right. real. Right. Um, but she's saying it's fun for her to think yeah. about someone like that. And and she enjoyed that. And I, I was not going to take that away from her. Right. Um, right. So we kept it lighthearted. We kept it off to the side. It wasn't front and center. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, but it was also acknowledged. And I, I think for us, that was a good balance. And, you know, the cookies and milk thing was great. And yeah. It, it's, it, you know, m- more than, way more than about Santa Claus at that point. It's it's like a competition between dad and the kids. Yes. That's really what yes. it came down to. Yes. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, um, anyway, I think, I think that pretty much wraps up what we wanted to talk about, I unless you so. had anything else to add to that. I think maybe the, the one weird thing I would add, which maybe maybe seems like totally not connected, but I think it is, is um, just because of the state of the world that we're living in, I feel like Mm -hmm. one really cool thing we can, we can train and model for our children, especially this time of year is really showing love for others when you're out places. Mm -hmm. I just think of like, you know, the workers and the grocery store Mm -hmm. checker and the FedEx Mm -hmm. guy and all those people who, mm-hmm. you know, this time of year just gets weirder. And we, I mean, I know people who work in those industries it and it just gets weirder it's and so weirder. Hard. And people get more and more <sighs> angry and more and more, you know, yes. aggressive. Even They're just, they're kind of volatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to, 
so it's it's not difficult no. to be major salt and light. Right. You right. know, it used to be, uh, you know, it wasn't as noticeable because more people were congenial and, but it's just, it's not, it's not as much that way anymore. Yeah. And so um, it's, it really is a beautiful opportunity mm-hmm. for um, others to see, you know, the light of Christ in us and in our families. Yeah. Um, I think that's um, when they see our children just being loving and giving mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, out buying gifts for siblings or whatever. Right. Um, I think it really does warm people's hearts. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing with that with us and, and for that reminder. I think that's um, really a gift because it's those little things that, mm-hmm. that can make all the difference in people's lives. Okay. So, all right. Well, Sarah, thanks for being with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, moms, I hope you found uh, some uh, little nuggets in here that you can uh, put into good use. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Uh, Lord, we just thank you so much for this Christmas season. We thank you for the the privilege of knowing you during this time, Lord. It's uh, the holidays are so much more meaningful and full of uh, depth. And um, as we remember uh, and are thankful for uh, the gift of Christ and what He's and all that He's given us, um, we're just we're so incredibly grateful. And so I just pray for all the moms who are listening, Lord, that as they move forward. Uh, throughout this Christmas season, that you would just lead them by the Holy Spirit um, as they uh, follow you in weaving a Christmas and worship into their daily lives with their kids. And we just thank you so much for the opportunity to invest in our children and to make memories during this particular time of year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.